And back to a show that's cooler than the other side of the pillow. It's the Thrive Time Business Coach Show. Uh, it's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. Get on the broadcast of the podcast down low. We'll teach you the moves to make your business grow. Provide you the fuel to make you want to go. Whether you're a startup or a big time baller, we'll teach you the systems to increase your dollars. Google Optimize, Sales Multiplies. We cite it all so we n- never lies. Pitch yourself, it's a truth, not a fable. My name is Clark, but I ain't Clark Cable. Next to me, it's he on Staples. And you can too if you unplug the cable. <laughs> Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio and podcast download. Today we're breaking down a book called 48 Laws of Power. Uh, The book is by Robert Greene, and it is deep. Um, It is a book that has been uh, read by many, many world leaders. And a lot of people use these moves to uh, take advantage of you. So it's my hope and my prayer that I can introduce you to all 48 moves so that you can vaccinate yourself against the moves. And in fact, a vaccination is a substance used to stimulate the production of antibodies and provide immunity against one or several diseases. It's prepared, though, from the causative agent of the disease. So you have to get a little sample of the disease to, in fact, vaccinate yourself against the disease. You see, you want to make sure you get a little sample that your human mind can handle. You want to do an ample example that the human mind can handle, so that way you uh, aren't blown away. I mean, Steve, I will just tell you this next move, law three. Conceal your intentions. Yeah. The first time that I uh, heard this move in the book 48 Laws of Power, I thought to myself, this move is dirty. But this move is used all of the time. So I'm going to give you an example. Uh, Lee Cockrell, the former executive vice president of Walt Disney World Resorts, he says, if you're going to tell the truth, you better be funny. Yeah, he said. I I see you do this very well, by the way. He says, if you are going to tell the truth, you better be funny. He managed 40,000 employees and a million guests per week. So here's the deal. When you tell an employee on your team that they're not following the systems, the initial reaction for 80%, 90% of the population is what, Steve, typically? You manage people. What? It's like a justification. What do, you, what do you mean? It's a justification. I thought met with a a personal, a personal. It's almost like a personal emotional like outburst. They say, "So you're saying that I didn't follow my checklist?" And you're like, "Yeah, yeah. I just noticed you didn't do it." And they go, "Are you calling me out? I work so hard. I'm here every day." Oh my god! And so it's a, it's a justification. So yeah, what I do. This is my move that I do. Is when I go in because I understand how it works. I'm going to tell somebody directly what the problem is, right? But I'm also going to have a backup plan. I'm always recruiting people. Mm-hmm. So like tonight, Steve, at our group interview, we have over 100 people today showing up applying for jobs because we have so many people, so many of the companies we are involved with, we own, we're partners with, we're all, we're all hiring right yeah. now because we're growing, Steve. Yes. Steve, what, what, what position are you hiring for right now? We're, we're hiring for our inside sales uh, for our call center, so we're making a lot of calls on different lead systems that we work with. Our How much are you partners. paying per hour? We're paying ten dollars an hour plus commission because we uh, we pay on you know we learned this from Thrive right we we pay based on performance, not just based on showing up. So, so. As, a, as an example, if someone does a decent job working for you, they're probably going to make about sixteen an hour. Oh yeah, or more. 
Yeah, the the higher end. If you're making ten or twelve, you probably won't work here very long. That's how so. I want to make this. Make sure you get this. You're making about six forty a week minimum, which comes out to about. Let's pull this up real fast here. I'll pull up the math here. This is like uh, thirty three thousand a year. Is what we're talking about here. Um, for elephant in the room, if you know somebody who cuts hair for men, uh, or you cut hair for men, you can apply today. That job is a job that's $12 per hour, plus you get commission. So on average, you're making $30 an hour for that job. So I'm talking about you could be making like $50,000 a year cutting hair. So if you're listening right now and you know somebody who cuts men's hair or would be open to the idea of making $50,000 a year cutting hair, you can apply today at EITRlounge.com. So when I go in and tell somebody that they're not following the systems, I have to make sure, Steve, that I have a backup. And do you know why, Steve, I have to make sure I have a backup when I tell somebody how they're doing? You have to be prepared for the fact that they're not going to receive it well, and they're going to either their performance is going to go to the gutter, or it already has, and that's why you're having the conversation, or they're going to leave. So I'm not advocating that you conceal your intentions. I'm just telling you the person you're managing probably is. So let me give you an example. This is a hot and fresh one that just happened here in the past uh Three weeks to me. Are you ready for this, Steve? This is going to blow your mind. Are you ready for this yep, one? Yep, I'm ready. They say, hey, I wanted to see if I could go on vacation for a week. Right? Yep. Seems like a fairly safe idea. Yeah. Safe question, you know. And so I say, you know, hey, no problem. No problem. You put in, you, you, you requested in advance. Let's let you go on vacation. Now, when someone typically goes on vacation, just throwing this out there for you. A lot of times they're looking for another job. They're not actually on vacation. They're just right. looking for another job because you held them accountable. Yep. So then the person says, I cannot come back to work. I'm, I'm so sorry. I can't be back on Monday. I, can't, I, I, want, I, want, I was out this week. I can't be back on Monday because I'm dealing with some catch-up work to do, which is yet another sign of... Yeah, I have another job. I'm doing something else. Right. And so then they come to work and they say, I got to be honest with you. I have accepted another position and I'm going to be moving on unless I can get a raise. Yeah, I'm going to need to make more for now that just recently happened. Now, this is my favorite. This is one of my favorite moves recently. It was a Friday. Now, Steve, as you know, in our companies, we let uh, we, our, our team only works Monday through Thursday mm-hmm. at the Thrive offices. Right. And we start our, our first meeting of the day at Thrive is at 6 a.m. Yep. And our last meeting is like at 6. So they're 12 hour days. So we work, you know, four days a week. Yep. This is hilarious stuff. I had a guy on my team. He comes to me, pulls me aside, and he says, Here's the deal. I hate to do this to you on a Friday because I know that, like, Fridays are my day that I work, but no one else works. Right. And then he says, I hate to do this to you, but if I can't get, uh, uh, a raise, you know, right now, just like an extra three dollars an hour. I have to take another job. My wife is beating me up. Mm, jeez. Now, Steve, I'm gonna miss you. It seems sincere, <laughs> but really, what he's doing is he's saying, "I'm blackmailing you, and if you can't give me a raise immediately, I'm gonna go ahead and move on." Yeah. So I said, "Hey, no problem. It's all good. No big deal. You just have to take that new job." And this guy then says, "It's so fun." He says. I don't know how to break this to you, but like the other guy that also does my job, he's in the same bind. Oh yeah, he. We both need a raise. So if we both can't get this, you know, a pay increase, we're gonna have to like quit working like today. And I, I need to put you in a bind because in this position, there's only like three of us that do that job. Ouch. But because Steve, I never stop interviewing. Right. 
I care not. Right. And because I see vendors that pull this to play this move on me, because I see contractors play this move on me, the key to inoculating yourself, to vaccinating yourself against the 48 laws of power is to constantly make sure you're always interviewing new employees. You're constantly marketing so you have a lot of new customers. You never want to get in a spot, Steve, where you have only one option because that's the only time the 48 laws of power work Right, is when you have no other options. So he with the most options always wins. We yep. come back, we're going to break down law number four from 48 laws of power, which is always say less, always say less than necessary. Stay tuned. I remember my days back in, in the, the dorm room. room. Tuned to the gloom like the temple of doom. Overwhelmed with the doubts that try to consume. My hope for the future that I could pursue. But from the mountaintop now I can conclude that you have what it takes if you want this the view to This is your year to thrive. Success you will find. Today is your day. And now is your time. It's your Get ready to enter the Thrive Time Show. It's a Thrive Time Show on the radio. Mm. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. It's all about you. 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 Say we bring the moon. Thrive Nation, welcome back to the conversation. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio and podcast download. I am fired up today because I'm trying to inoculate you against the 48 Laws of Power. The 48 Laws of Power is a New York Times best-selling book written by Robert Green. Yep. And Steve, could you pass the book to me real quick? Could you get you, I want to just read sort of the inside cover so the listeners know what this book is all about. Okay, this is by Robert Green. Yep. It's a national bestseller. People love this book. And this this book basically breaks down specifically the moves that people are using all around you all the time to gain power. Because so many people don't have an, an eternal outlook. People don't have the outlook that there literally is heaven or hell, good or bad. They don't feel like their earthly actions will have any consequence on their eternal life. And so they're willing to do whatever it takes. It's like the mindset of get rich or die trying. I'm going to do whatever I have to do. It's like the hustler's creed. It's like the scam artists, the con artists, a manifesto, so to speak, is I'm going to do whatever it takes to make the money I want to make. So in this book, he explains, it's unbelievable, immoral, cunning, ruthless, and instructive. This piercing work distills 3,000 years of the history of power and 48 well-explicated expli- laws. An intention grabbing in its design and and. As it is in its content, this bold volume outlines the laws of power and in there unvarnishes essence, synthesizing the philosophies of Machiavelli and teaching you how people screw you all the time. Right. So the next law of power that I'm trying to vaccinate you against so you'll never be screwed is always say less than necessary. Oh, yeah. Now, William Shakespeare, William Shakespeare, the, the famous playwright, he said, have more than you show, speak less than you know. Kind of rhymes. Now, Steve, think about this in the context of real estate. 
In real estate, let's say you're going to buy a house, you're going to buy a property, and you're very wealthy. I mean, you're going to buy a house, dude. You're going to, Steve, they're going to be your neighbor in Greystone, okay? Yeah. So someone's listening to this show right now, and you want to buy a house in Greystone. And you yeah. and you, you're wealthy. And Steve, in the estates of Greystone. Steve, I want to be. Is it called the estates of? Uh, is, the estates. Of is it, it's really called the estates of Greystone. <laughs> yeah, it is. You have to say it like that too. All right. So if you want to buy a nice house within the estates of Greystone, Greystone, um, what happened is Steve is is in your neighborhood. If someone wants to buy a the the biggest house in your neighborhood, what does that cost roughly? The biggest house, I mean, probably between the big a million and a million and a half. So let's say house. I'm in the smallest one. So. And let's say you're in the smallest house. What's the smallest house in the estates of Greystone? Well, I'm not quite in the smallest house, but the smallest house yeah, would smallest. be like, I don't know, 400, 450, probably. So let me explain this to you if you don't want to get screwed, okay, Mr. Listener. So if you want to buy a house that's worth $400,000 and you go in and the real estate agent says to you, the, re- the agent who's representing the house, Steve, yep. and you're a baller. I mean, dude, you have crazy cash. You have so much cheddar. It's like you're, it's like you're a macaroni uh, company. I mean, you have just yeah. cheddar everywhere. It's like you, 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 my friend, are you are just cheese. You've got cheese Stacking everywhere. Stacking that cheddar. You've got so much cash. It's crazy. Yeah. And what happens is, the real estate agent would say to you, um, "So, sir, um, what do you do for a living?" Now, if you said this answer, you go, "Well, I I don't really um, do a lot. I mean, I my father he." Uh, uh, was in business and I just want to get a house. Now, if you said it like that, they'd go, are you intoxicated? Are you a redneck? And then they would say, so, so can you afford to buy this house? Well, just barely, but the bank says I'm pre-approved. Yeah. The bank tells me. The bank tells me now. And they say, what's your banker's name? I don't, I think he's a, uh, uh, Quicken. His name's Quicken. He's Quicken. He's a, he's in, out there in Cleveland. And I'll tell you what, he's a, he's now, if, if you said that, the real estate agent is going to go back to the buyer or to the seller. I mean, they're going back to the seller and they're going to say, here's the deal. The guy who wants to buy your house, it says he's pre-approved and I've seen it. I know he is. Yeah. And this guy, I mean, he, it seems that the, the, the car he drove here is the most beat up vehicle ever. This is a real estate move, by the way. I want to give all the listeners this little tip. Yeah. I've actually done this move. I'm t- I've actually literally done this move. I had a brown van. That had the door that was ripped off. Oh yeah, my DJs at DJ Connection. I I, I yeah. used to have a company called DJConnection.com where we provided entertainment for thousands of weddings per year, and for occasional D- DJs, their vehicle wouldn't work. So I had a a supply of late model old beat up vehicles that if your car didn't work, I would let you use it for the weekend. Yeah. So I roll up to this nice house with a beat up van without a door. Yeah. And the real estate agent is like, uh. Sir, do you want? Are you looking? Are you looking to buy a house? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm looking to buy this house. I got this. Uh, uh, yeah. And she said, "Well, are you are you pre-approved?" Well, barely, but I am by the grace of God, you know. And so what happens is they then go back to the seller and they say, "Hey, this guy can barely do it, but I think you should like take the offer that he yeah. offered because he he mean he's he's approved. I've seen he's it. He's a good guy. And but yeah. I'm just telling you, like I don't know how he's approved." Now, if you go in and you say this, though, because you don't understand this rule, and you say more than necessary, and you go in, they say, so what do you do? You know, the real estate agent says, so what do you do? And you say, well, I own a company uh, called uh, Make Your Life Epic. It's a marketing firm. 
Uh, I owned uh, uh, the Thrive Time Show. It's a radio show broadcasted in Portland, Oregon, and Tulsa, Oklahoma, and downloaded by a hundred thousand people a month. And you know, and then also I have an elephant in the room. It's a men's grooming lounge franchise. And furthermore, I represent probably the largest home builder in Oklahoma, helping them with their marketing. And you know, there's a carpet cleaning franchise with over a hundred. This this thing is, has over 127,000 reviews, and we're one of the fastest growing franchises in the world. And I help them with their sales, and things are just really good. You know. Yeah. Then let me tell you what they're not going to do. They're not going to negotiate with you very much on right. and, and and people actually if you call to buy a piece of land and you're calling on behalf of a big organization, let me tell you what, they're pretty firm on that price. And yeah. Steve, you've seen this all oh, the yeah. time. Oh yeah. So tell me this, if if somebody says more than necessary, what typically happens in the world of in this world on this planet we live on what typically happens when you say more than necessary well you you it's like you show your cards just like william shakespeare said you know have more than you show and speak less than you know because you're you know it's like when you're playing uh poker you know it's like flipping your cards and letting everybody know what you're doing and you just don't necessarily want to do that unless you just want to overpay for stuff all the time unless you just always want people to know every single trick and move. And there's people like that, Clay. They'll tell you everything you ever didn't want to know about them. And do you know why I no longer dress up? Do you understand why why I don't dress up? Have you ever have, have we ever talked about this before? Why I no longer wear the blue suit and the red tie and the white shirt? Do you know this? Well, I, I know that part of what I know is that you had a goal that when you hit a certain thing, you were going to no longer do it. That's 40% of the reason. Oh, I want to know the real reason then. But don't tell, like, only me and you and uh, yeah. the listeners. I was and the so people downloading tired podcasts. of people pitching me on a new investment, on a new thing, uh, uh, people treating me differently when we go out to eat. I was so tired of people looking at me as a mark. Yeah. It was like, here comes Clay Clark. Oh, that's that guy's oh, that's Clay loaded. Clark. That guy's like, loaded. He's freaking rich. That guy's good. Oh I'm telling God. you this. You got and I'm, if we could just get him to give us a hundred thousand bucks. Everybody's I mean, pitching me all the time. They're crap. Yeah, yeah. And so when you wear a hoodie sweatshirt, when I hop on a plane, I know the listeners can't see this, but when I hop on a plane and I've got my hoodie on and I've got my shorts on and Your I look hat. People are like, I don't even want to speak to him at all. Yeah. Who when is I this go, punk? Dude, when I go into Mathis Brothers, Carl is now the only person who speaks to me. Yeah. Because Carl knows I'm getting there to buy. Yeah. But everyone else is like, this joker's wearing uh, shorts that look like they're they're like hip-hop shorts, and he's got a boom hat on, and he's wearing a hoodie. This guy's probably an idiot. And so people prejudge you all of the time. My wife calls my shorts culottes. If you look up the word culottes, I think you'll have a good laugh there at my expense. They're basically like where shorts meets pants. It's as far as you can go and still be a short because they cover most of my leg. I have very little of my calf showing them with my shorts. But yeah. people don't pitch me anymore. It's like reverse networking. People, Have you noticed this, Steve? It's like yeah. when you and I don't leave the office and I wear a hoodie, it's like I don't get pitch it's a move but steve when you've got that fancy mortgage company and you've got that nice car when you drive up to anywhere in your lamborghini do people not always treat you differently <laughs> yes absolutely in fact um someone who will go unnamed we were john and i last friday after z's auction we were cruising down the turnpike and i said hey let's see if we can get any of these cops to race us and that's just like we literally had a tulsa county sheriff's deputy who gave us the wave like hey get on like he literally rolled down his window and he said get on it and i got it on video 
Are you really serious? Cool. Yeah. And so it's really wow. cool because he, John what? literally says in what? the video, he says, it's a whole different world. I'm like, yeah, it is because people treat you differently based on that. You know what I'm saying? I have so. to see this video. Stay tuned. We come back. We're talking about so much depends on your reputation. Stay tuned.